Hello, hello. Welcome to the Game Alone's podcast. My name is Sam Norris. I'll be your host today. And my guest today is the awesome Sarah Oakley from the Brave Bird Club. Now, I've invited Sarah onto the podcast today because not only is she just a massively positive and awesome individual, um, but the Brave Bird Club is something she's set up to bring about sort of a community of business owners and entrepreneurs um, to talk, you know, candidly, uh, uh, about kind of the ups and downs of business and to support each other and you know to, to sort of push each other to be brave keep pushing forward um, and I thought this would be a really great discussion topic for the podcast a little bit left field but I am trying to bring in more people onto the podcast that can give it a bit more of a well-rounded feel so we're not just talking about the same stuff every single week and certainly Sarah um, is a great breath of fresh air for the podcast and I've no doubt at all that you guys are going to absolutely love this episode. Now, if you do, you know the drill. Take a screenshot on your phone of are you listening to the podcast, share it to your stories on Instagram, tag both myself and Sarah in the story. We're going to share it about with as many people as we possibly can um, and just get as much positivity spread amongst the Game of Loans uh, community and beyond. Let's get as many new uh, listeners as, as we can. Um, thank you in advance for doing that. And as a thank you treat, here is my awesome interview with the fantastic Sarah Oakley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Game of Loans podcast, another episode. And my name is Sam. I am your host for today, as always. But today, I, not as always, I'm joined by Sarah Oakley of Brave Bird. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm excited. I, I like, too. I'm very excited. This is my first podcast. I'm a real podcast fan and I listen all the time when I'm walking my dog, when I'm cooking and I just love them as a method of learning and listening to people. And I, I just, yeah, I'm a real podcast fan. And as you know, I've recently started a business after a few years out. So I think in the time that I was out, this podcast space has just boomed. And now I'm back in, I'm like, Yes, I can be a part of it. So thank you so much for inviting me on today. I'm chuffed to bits to be here. Our pleasure is all mine, honestly, Sarah. But um, so I know you gave sort of a, a little snippet in there. But um, for those people that are listening that maybe haven't come across you uh, just yet, are you able to give us a, a very, very quick rundown of who you are and what you do? Absolutely. I'm not sure I can do a quick rundown because once I get going, I tend to go for You're a while. You're the same as me. <laughs> it's like it all started when I was young. But um, <laughs> let's see, to cut to the chase, um, after a couple of years out, I have now started a new business called Brave Bird. And it is to inspire everyday bravery. Um, so we're a compassionate group of people. We run a club. We're a compassionate group of people that inspire others to be brave and to be well. So that is what I do. And then who am I? <laughs> my name is Sarah Oakley. I am a mum of two. I am a carer to my husband. I'm a carer on and off to my son. Um, I think that's very important because in terms of what I offer, I bring both professional experience from uh, years of working well-being with different clients but then what was a big shift for me and what made me jump to Brave Bird and run with this idea is my experience of what it's like to not feel brave to feel vulnerable to feel exhausted to sacrifice a lot of things because of where you are at that time in your life um, 
So now one of the big changes that people often are interested in is that I live in Mallorca. I moved here two years ago with uh, my family looking for a healthier life in the sun. Oh, so I well, think that's that's I'm, a bit about me. Isn't I was going to say I'm very jealous because it's um, I'm currently looking out the window. It's snowing at the moment or it's just it's just tra it's trying to snow. Um, which for, for April is not brilliant. <laughs> I must admit, yeah, well, I'm not, well, you'll I'm not be happy pleased about to that. Know, yeah, you'll be pleased to know that it's actually really cold here today. Oh, and I quite like, <laughs> no, no it's, it's 13. It's 13, oh, no. it's windy. It's really windy. <laughs> Everyone gets their gilets out in Yorker. But um, I normally, because I normally like to record these things out on my terrace, but today it's too cold. So I'm sat inside and yeah, don't worry. It's not sunny at all. And people even wearing I, hats here i feel i feel a little bit better now a little bit better not massively <laughs> but, but a little bit um but sarah we i i came across you and we we sort of connected initially um after we were both in a clubhouse room together and i just really felt very very inspired by the things that you were talking about uh, and particularly about brave bird and and some of the stuff you you were talking about there is a things that i think we were just very very briefly talking about it off air as as a business owner myself um, I think that these sorts of emotions are things that you come across almost, it's almost like on a daily basis, you wake up feeling, feeling like, oh my God, the world's about to cave in, then you have this sort of weird moment mid morning where suddenly, you know, you're the most important person in the world and you can achieve anything, then kind of early afternoon, you get a slump again, and it's like up and down, up and down, up and down. And I think, for me, I've had to come to terms with the fact that I know I'm probably going to feel those emotions, whether I like it or not. It's just coming to terms with them and kind of owning them and not uh, not allowing them to hinder you. And like you said, to kind of be brave, I guess. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's quite funny because I started this new business called Brave Bird feeling absolutely terrified. <laughs> How ironic. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, you know, this is not my comfort zone. I've. In the past, I've, I've been involved in the well-being space, but everything was a bit more behind closed doors. So I could go and do a presentation or I could work with a group. But now the way the world is, it's very visible. And I remember this is what I brought to the Cubhouse group, that I'm struggling with the fact that whatever I do, everyone can see me. So I'm on Instagram, I've got my page, and yes, I've got people who know me and are interested in what I do, but I've also got my mother-in-law, my father, I've got my parents, I've got my cousins, I've got everyone who's gonna watch and essentially have an opinion on you. And for me, I'm a total people pleaser. So it's terrifying, because I know I can't please all the people all the time. Mm. Um, and yeah, I completely relate with those feelings. Some days I'm like in my car, shades on, pumping my music, like, yeah, I can do this. I'm in my own lane, I'm gonna smash this. And then the next day you just like, who do, you, who do I think I am? Like, why are you calling yourself Brave Bird? You're not brave, you can't do this. You're not clever enough, you're not experienced enough. You're not talented, the messages I tell myself. So I'm exactly the same and I think anyone who says that they are not feeling a bit like that when they're trying something new, I don't know. I don't know if I trust them personally because before, it's terrifying. You know? Before yeah. I kind of ask you a little bit more about, I guess, how you deal with some of those emotions, um, I'm keen to explore what you said just now about, um, and this is, I guess, how we, we started the conversation in the clubhouse room about when you are starting out kind of, 
I guess telling the world what you do and putting yourself out on display can be a very daunting experience. And um, I think I, I seem to remember being quite blunt with, with my response to it in the in the clubhouse room, which I actually this is how we kind of started communicating because I reached out to kind of <laughs> apologise because uh, I think I was really sort of like, no, you just need to do it. People are going to take the piss. You know, you just got to get over it kind of thing, which is was a bit harsh, actually. But, no, no um, but I said to you, actually, it was brilliant because what you were saying is basically if you can tell your rugby mates in the pub of what you're doing and take their banter, yeah. I can take the old go on brave bird with a funny tone you know yeah. people are sort of saying oh you know they're not like go on you can do it brave bird they're like oh god let's see you go do on. it yeah come bird. on then. you know yeah. the little little digs that people do you know not everyone mm. is gonna always be your cheerleader and that's just life you know but um yeah it is it is a strange place putting yourself out there I must admit and I remember the first it took me a long time because I had this idea to run the business a long time ago but something was stopping me I was nervous I didn't want to and I didn't feel right and I remember the first post I put on Instagram like this is me and this is what I'm going to do and then you sit and you wait and you watch and you want to know what people <laughs> say don't you and the first comment comes in and it's really nice you're like yes okay thank you so much but I mean I'm lucky I'm choosing an industry where I'm going to be surrounded by amazing people you know mm. I've I I know it I know already by the people who've shown interest by the members who are coming through like Brave Bird attracts incredible, brave, supportive people. And I know that's not true for other businesses. I mean, my husband, before he got ill, worked in the music business. And I mean, it's like dog, dog eat dog in some places. In that gotcha. business. Yeah, they're great people, but they're also sharks. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I'm speaking from a privileged position where the chances most people are going to be really supportive with me. Mm. Do, you, do you think, yeah. do you know what, on, on that point, um, and I, I've kind of preached this a little bit. Um, I think that we're, as much as, yeah, there are certain industries that are still quite dog-eat-dog and, you know, people just can't wait. To, they'll, they'll literally tread you into the ground to get, get one step up. Mm -hmm. um, I'm starting to see, and bearing in mind I work in the finance industry, which is, you know, traditionally a very dog-eat-dog -dog environment, that actually it's uh, nice guys don't necessarily finish last anymore. Um, I think people can see through that, negative and you know um that dog eat dog style mentality now and they're actually seeing them for what they are people that are very selfish and very greedy and aren't there to support other people and i think one of the reasons why in my early part of my career i wasn't necessarily very successful in what i did um because i'm not dog eat dog i hate sales um, i like to genuinely help people And when i was working for for bosses that wanted to see you know sell 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 you know figures 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 mm -hmm. And I was yeah. telling them to sod off because I had, you know, little, little misses, whatever, down the road who was struggling with a remortgage because she's 69 and the case was only going to make a lot, uh, not very much money. But I was putting the time and effort into it because I really wanted to help that person. That wasn't conducive to what they deemed to be a successful mortgage broker. Um, but for me, it was because I was doing something the way that I think it should be done. And actually now that's working massively in my benefit because... I am now known within my industry as someone that actually cares. And I think that's a massive selling point for me. And I do take the time out as much as the people around me and my team and everything are telling me, come on, Sam, you know, concentrate on the on the big fish and, you know, get the sales through and all that kind of stuff. I still make time for the little guy and I still um, reply to every single message that I get on Instagram, even though I'm getting like 30, 40 messages a week sometimes uh, because I want to genuinely help those people. 
And I think that in business, people, are, there is a shift. I'm feeling this shift happening at the moment where Absolutely. people are really moving more towards positive people to work with. Absolutely. I completely agree. And I think what it is, is that we're all evolving, right? The whole of our humans are evolving and we're becoming more compassionate and we're becoming more aware. If we look at our generation compared to say our parents' generation, I mean, there are loads of generational differences in the way that they were sort of stoic to a point of being cold. Mm -hmm. Many people of that generation, but I think us and the people younger than us coming through are very different because what it is for me, and this is what bravery is all about is, people being themselves so you're not feeling like you need to put on a mask to go to work you don't need to put on a tough outfit and be like the other people there you're just going to be yourself and those kind of environments are where businesses take off you know you see the person you see their unique talents you see their skills you allow them to be themselves and they flourish right so for me that is a brave person and it's a brave organization I completely agree with you. And I think if you're one of those people who doesn't feel you it, every day, that's sad. Yeah. You know, and it's like, uh, and I feel, yeah, for people who feel they have to be tough, because actually inside their heart, they're probably not tough people. It's just for one reason or another, they haven't been shown that, Do you know what, it's all right to be you, mm. you know? You can still be compassionate. You can still have people respect you, but you don't need to cut other people down to do it. Um, I completely agree. I, do you know, I heard, um, and I'm, I'm either going to butcher this quote or it's going to be completely wrong, or, and I've forgotten who said it anyway, but it was something along the lines of, um, it's much better to succeed being you than to fail being someone else. Um, because if you portray this image, and, and I can totally relate to this, you know, again, to yeah. get it back to my own personal um, experiences, working in the finance industry, you know, in the city mm -hmm. of London, wearing the city of London uniform of, you know, a dark suit, you know, it's, e it's either one of the two, it's either grey or navy, you know, you don't see any other suit in, in London, grey or navy, no. what, white shirt, a striped tie, you know, dark, dark shoes, and, and same haircut, clean shaven, you know, everyone looks exactly the same. Um, I just, I felt so, I just couldn't conform to that. And I think, again, that's why I failed a lot because I wasn't allowed to be myself. I'm quite zany um, and, you know, I like to swear every now and again and, and not really care about it. And do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm quite relaxed. And I was working in an environment where being relaxed and being informal was, was almost sort of really, condemned and um that really i really really struggled with that to the point where i always remember um i worked for a particular company once and we had a, there was a little bit of extra freedom because we were in, in the field um we weren't all in one office together there was an element of uh, freedom to be a little bit more yourself and i remember i started this was going back like six or seven years ago i started wearing these like brown robes with my suit and and usually quite flamboyant socks and no one really commented on it because I was out and about and I was just seeing clients or I was working mm -hmm. at a cafe somewhere. And then we, we turned up at, you know, our, our quarterly meeting where all the brokers come together and I am being ridiculed, you know, for what I'm wearing because I'm not wearing the same thing as everybody else. But I was just adding that tiny little amount of, of me in there. And it was, it was actually really horrible. It was almost like bullying because the, the, I was thinking to myself, my figures are really good. I'm actually you know, I'm doing really well in my job. The one thing that you're picking up on is the only part of this entire thing that's a bit of me. 
mm. and you're ridiculing me for that and that was so hard to feel and so I think you know you do have to have bravery to be yourself um, because being yourself may, may mean that you're not conforming to what everyone's stereotypes are and it's just I remember it that, that was a really tough time in my life I really felt like I didn't belong and that the person that I was wasn't allowed to be out in the open for all to see now couldn't give a crap I, I literally i'm on instagram facebook whenever like all, all hours of the day or night just you know being me not brushing my hair if i don't fancy it you know and that kind of stuff and and it seems to work because i think you you pull people into that into your sphere that are comfortable with that and they'll end up being people you want to work with anyway so it's it is tr- it is tricky and and as as you said you there is a, a massive amount of bravery that comes attached to revealing your true self i guess to the world yes totally yeah sorry you went through that it must have sucked in the time right. but... i just I, again i've got to, i have actually got yeah. to the point and this this comes from actually i think pushing my boundaries when it comes to things like social media and and um being quite open and you know showing the behind the scenes of what i'm doing during the day um that i've become i have become incredibly comfortable with sharing who i am and if anyone doesn't like it i mean i haven't really come across too many people that have been openly anti how I do things um I'm sure there are people behind closed doors that are sniggering and laughing but I think I have actually built up quite a decent resistance to that and I think that's massively important as well um and I do think that it's it's hard when you first start doing it but you do build up a resistance to it and sometimes it's good to get a bit of pushback and negativity at the beginning because it it grows that thicker skin and you can go do you know what actually no this is me I don't care what you think um, I'm, I actually feel sorry for you that you feel the need to ridicule somebody for being themselves. Um, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the power back on this. Absolutely. And actually, to take it down a bit of a sombre note, <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've heard that it's the biggest regret, regret of the dying that they've lived life on other people's terms mm. and they haven't been themselves. And like, that's quite powerful. Like we've only got one life, you know? I think for me, what broke it is when my husband got really ill. I mean, he, so just to go into that, he was working as a music manager. He was doing incredibly well for himself. um, Very jet lifestyle, flying to different places. And then he started getting really tired all the time. And no one could quite tell him what it was. And he was slowly have to step back from work, step up from work. And then he'd go and see psychologists who tell him, oh, look, if you just think differently, it, it will all be okay. And he's like, what, these pains in my legs and like this feeling of exhaustion is just that I'm not thinking properly, but it wasn't. And it turned out he got um, the diagnosis of CFSME, which meant that, I mean, he declined rapidly. He went from fit man to someone who couldn't get out of bed for two years. You know, he couldn't eat, he couldn't watch TV. He just had to be in a dark room. I had to keep the kids away because he was so ill. It was, it was absolutely devastating. And just watching the person you love like that was, you know, so difficult for me. And then sort of two years down the line, then my son gets ill. Um, it turns out he has immunity problems and he catches sort of flus and be ill for like three to six months. So I became his carer as well. And I think something about that process, I, it was so difficult for me, but it cracked me open. And I just don't have the time to be anything other than myself now. You know, like I used to, 
I used to look up to people, but in a way that I kind of model them, but I'd never, because I'd never be as good as I thought they were, then I'd always be a half version of them. And then I'd never feel so good about myself. And all of a sudden, after going through all this and just feeling so vulnerable, I was just like, I just can't be anyone but me, you know? And it, it, it was, yeah, it was a really, and I do go, you might find this now, you go places and like, I'll sit, like I'll go to a dinner party or something and I'll sit there and I just think, like, you just know when you're in an environment and no one's being themselves. It's the weirdest thing. Mm. And I'll sit there and I'll just keep talking as me. And sometimes like, I think I have that energy now where I can break people down a little bit because I'm just, you know, I'm quite comfortable. And that tends to happen when you feel really comfy with yourself. People around you start yeah. feeling it too and say things to you that you're like, you're like, oh, that's really nice you share that with me and I'm pleased you feel you can. But like, yes, it, it sort of shocks me and as well because I work in the well-being and spiritual self-development field. I'm coming across a lot of people who are aware, but then I realise there are a lot of people out there who aren't aware and it's no one's fault. It's just you build up protection. I know I have protection built up against me till it was all smashed away, you know? So there is another way to be. And I, I'm really enjoying this chat, by the way. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I said to you before, it, it, we'll, 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 take, we'll take tangents that we never knew even existed. This is why I try so hard to keep these things as open as possible because, um, you know, I, I'm, and hopefully everyone listening is enjoying what, what we're chatting about. It is, mm. you know, two people interested in a particular topic, having a, having a, a good conversation about things they're passionate about. These, I don't know if you're the same, but I like those type of podcasts to listen to, which is why I try and, you know, really push for these types of conversations to, to happen. So I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, it's yeah. funny, actually, something that you, you just mentioned there, um, I have struggled with in the past, which is, I guess you didn't use the, the term, the terminology. I'm not even sure if this is the right terminology, but um, like imposter syndrome, I guess you'd like call it, where you kind of, you're looking at other people to such an extent that you kind of model yourself, even sometimes down to the point where you start dressing like them or talking like them. Um, because you think that those aspects of their life are the, are the reason that they became successful or reached the level of success that they've achieved. And you then believe that you will therefore achieve that same level of success if you do those things. And I've often struggled with that in the past. I always remember when I was a kid, my idol was Johnny Wilkinson. And um, this, is, this is how silly it got. Johnny Wilkinson, before the, like, the skin tight rugby shirts became fashionable, um, he used to always wear long sleeve shirts long sleeve rugby shirts so I had to wear long sleeve rugby shirts it made no difference in fact it probably made me a worse rugby player because he had like the, the, the perfectly fitted shirt I was wearing one that was six times too big for me because I was 14 years old um, and having all that extra cotton when it was raining was just weighing me down but because Johnny Wilkinson wore long sleeve shirts I had to wear long sleeve shirts and that didn't help me be any better at rugby at all in fact it probably hindered me um, and, but I think that's a, this happens a lot. Um, and we see it a lot on, on social media where people are kind of like almost mimicking other people to, to try and reenact their success. And I'm a great believer in, because I, like I said, because I struggled with it myself, I'm a great believer in, in not mimicking, but just taking inspiration from, from those people because mm -hmm. you are the only version of you that there is. Um, yes. And you want to highlight you 
because you are you. And there's probably even people out there that when you really get to a certain level, are going to want to be you too, because you, because every single person out there is inspirational, is awesome, and has a load of really great stuff to contribute to society. Um, and if you just let yourself do that and, and, and do all of those things, um, yeah, take inspiration from other people's successes. I read about successful people every single day of the week. I love biographies and autobiographies about people that have done incredible things because I like to know how they've done it and I love to sort of see the the the, the string that pulls all those, those things together and say right okay he did this she did that they were quite similar so that's obviously a trait of the successful maybe I should try and pull that into me and 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 bring out maybe those traits in myself that I might already have but but to try and mimic somebody else exactly is not going to help you. And in fact, it's probably actually just going to cause you huge anxiety and, and probably cause mental health problems because you're not going to know who you are and, and you're ultimately not going to reach that same level of success because there's only one of that person that you're aspiring to be as well. Yeah, absolutely. I've got two things to say on that. First of all, when I first, part of my training is I became a yoga teacher and I get quite, you know, quite high profile clients. <laughs> teaching the yoga class and they'd say like oh you're a vegetarian I'd be like yeah they'd be like oh do you drink and I'd be like no and then at the weekend like I'd be out with my mates like any other sort of 22 year old you know drinking having a bacon butty in the morning and I'm like why did I do that why did I feel like I had to fit into this certain way of being to take them it was for me it was like well if they're paying me this much money they're buying into that and they want that so that is funny yeah I've, I've totally done that so. it is it's funny actually because when you think of like yoga teachers you you have this like archetypal picture of, of, of what they are and they've got the yoga pants on and, and they've got like a bandana on or something and and they only yeah. listen to pipe music or I don't know like you know and they only apples and that's it uh, you know it's yeah but just because you enjoy yeah. a sport because ultimately that's kind of what yoga is to a mm -hmm. degree it's a form of yeah. exercise that just how it happens to be amazing for your, your mental health as well doesn't mean that like you're the zen master or that you should need to be right? oh believe me i've hung out with so many yoga teachers because i had a yoga teacher trainer business as well before i moved to Mallorca. and take my word for it we are all nuts we're all nuts <laughs> that's why we do yoga but yeah, it was funny. But I remember this one time I was walking out of one client's house and he said, and I just got engaged and he goes, do you drink? And I thought, oh, I don't know what to say, don't I? And I was like, yes. And he was like, oh good, I've got a bottle of champagne for you because I just got engaged. So Amazing. that just goes to show I've made the right decision in the end. Yeah. But um, what I was going to say about that is how you were saying about looking at, I'm exactly the same. I'm obsessed with people's stories. I love it. I love listening and learning from people who I class as successful. And to me, someone who's brave and successful is exactly, I respect them for being themselves. But one, seeing as we are talking about bravery, one, I think that's one step that people could maybe take if they're listening to this today, thinking, do you know what it is, time is for me to step up or to do something different or to find who I am a bit more and who you surround yourself with is so important like picking people who really inspire you and your friends that you respect you know I say to people like try and connect with someone who you think is totally out of your league like social media is open to everyone now and you know mm. some of the most successful people still go in their dms reach out to them get chatting get on their energy level put yourself in new places and 
it's very open like that. And that can really help because something about being in that energy space or connecting bravely can bring massive rewards. And it's a very, whereas, you know, how you think about yourself and the mental chatter could take a bit longer. That's a practical step that you could do today. Yeah, completely. I love, yeah. I love that point about bringing people into your sphere that are positive and have a positive effect on you. I mm. think that in, year, in the years to come, I'm going to look back. I mean, one of the great things during lockdown is I started a business. So, you know, that's obviously one thing I'm going to be pretty happy with. But in terms mm. of maybe second to that, short second to that is um, I was forced or, or it gave me the opportunity to, you know, talk to lots of people that I would maybe not, they would not, not normally come into my sphere. You know, if I'm going to networking events, for example, I'm seeing the same people over and over again, I'm restricted by geographical location. Whereas now a lot of people, yeah. you know, you're in New York, for example, you know, and we're having this Zoom call right now and, it, and it's fantastic. Um, I've reached out to people and I, I now consider people to be friends of mine that I have met during lockdown on Zoom networking events or on mm-hmm. WhatsApp accountability groups and, and that kind of stuff. And actually in the last, um, well, two weeks ago, um, well, two and three weeks ago, I actually met back to back on back to back Sundays, um, two people that were part of kind of a network group that I joined right just just at the beginning of the first lockdown, um, one of which just completely by coincidence lived in the town next next to where I live. Um, and, and the and the other one about an hour and a half away. So we kind of met halfway. Um, and what's what was great is those two people are massively impressive individuals like in terms of how they conduct themselves their mentality their ambition their drive you know what they have already done and what they will go on to do and I just you know both of those times uh both times we went on a what, I, what I've termed a waffy uh which is a walk and a coffee because that's what we can do when we meet up in, in the UK <laughs> right now so we went for a waffy um <laughs> And, um, and yeah, that the first time me and a guy called Shane, we, um, he's an aspiring, uh, property investor and we spent Mm -hmm. like two hours walking around Solihull, just talking about, um, property investment and his ideas and his, what he's going to do for the future. And I was sharing ideas about my business and and how I wanted to grow that. And then, um, met Paul McGee, who I've, I've had, um, had Paul on the podcast actually not so long ago, um, who's in Forex trading and, and he's also a property sourcer. And again, he's run businesses in the past. And we were just talking about this for like three or four hours walking around Litchfield. Um, and do you know what? A lot of people see that time as negative time because it's, you know, you're not doing anything to do with your business. You're not grinding, you're not hustling, you're not selling, you know, these mm-hmm. things that you that apparently all the successful people, all they do is spend all their time hustling and selling. What, they, what they, these times were for me was amazing mental resets. I had... The opportunity to speak to people that I found incredibly inspiring and hopefully by me inspiring too and we both finished up and Paul in particular sent me a, like a, a voice note pretty much straight after just saying I feel great after that you know it's um we both got a lot of off of our chest we were able to speak to people who understand one another mm-hmm. we're in similar situations and do you know what I would just think to yeah, anyone that's listening to this you know really do utilize the opportunity you know the world of the world's a smaller place right now reach out to, to people, you know, find these people to bring into your sphere because they, the, the, the benefit that they can, they can bring to you and the, the, and the benefit you can bring to them is, is astounding. Um, and I think this, this sort of pandemic has brought people closer together in terms of us being able to use Zoom and all this kind of stuff. It's, 
it's great and it's uh, it's definitely something that i would um i would like, ask people to embrace um and yeah i suppose that that kind of came off of your point that you you were making in terms mm-hmm. of feeding off mm-hmm. of other people it's uh yeah it's and it's the it, absolutely and it's the exact opposite to kind of the com- there's like two spaces on that you can get yourself in you can get yourself in the comparison state where you're like oh they're doing all of this and so I feel crap and believe me I've been there and I still do I'm very selective about who what images I see like I'm selective about say who I follow on social media um, because if I'm following someone who doesn't bring out something that feels good in me, then I'm, I, if you don't know about the mute button, get to know the mute button, because it means you can follow people, <laughs> but never see what they do, so you don't offend them. But, um, you know, some people you kind of have to keep in touch maybe for another time. But yeah, I am very selective about that because the comparison, and sometimes the other thing is, sometimes I can feel, compa- I can just, they're just certain people you don't know why you find yourself comparing yourself to them and it's not actually anything they're doing it just triggers something in you you know and so that's still a reason that's okay that's still a reason to close down um shut those doors maybe and open other people because for me you touched upon it how you felt after you did that walk with people you're it's like true human connection you know you're just buzzing it's something about you feels great you come back you feel energized and that's very powerful that like you know that fire in your belly that mm. that's that's wonderful you know we all need that we all need that people who make us feel like that and luckily as you say there are so many people out there like that yeah you can find great and, people and as you say you can mute all the people yeah. that, that don't make you feel that way as well which is which is almost even better <laughs> <laughs> the mute button I only discovered it about I don't know three months ago and I was like that's brilliant because you don't want to unfollow people you know the people you don't want to unfollow because it, it would be rude mm. but you just at this time in your life you just don't want to be watching what they're putting out there because yeah. I know for me my brain is quite sensitive and I can only take so much information and that scrolling and getting fed stuff you don't want to see that's an energy eater for me yeah. whereas if I have you know, I, I cut down who I follow to 150 on my page and those 150, if some of them are muted, but most of them aren't. And they're people who I want to see things from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that I'll go in that space and it will feel good. Yeah. Which kind um, of brings us all, all the way yeah. back around to, to what I was saying at the beginning, which is about this kind of yeah. thing of, of being inspired by other people. Mm. And just because somebody else is massively successful or, or doing something that you wish that you were doing right now it doesn't mean that you won't actually get there and actually following them and and seeing what what they're saying and what they're doing can be a great inspiration to you as long as you take it in in the right way because you like I said you, you could take it as a negative you could go oh my god you know they're, they're doing so much better than me why is that and and break it break it down to that point of view or you could see it from a um a positive perspective I think I, sh- I shared on the on the clubhouse room that we were both part of the other, the other day about how um I, when I was at school, you always get those kids that I just find life easier, you know, and um, mm-hmm. there was one, one kid in my, in my maths class, I particularly remember, and it was just, it was just easy, he, he, he would just, every, every single thing that was, that was asked of him to do, he'd find easy, I'm pretty sure he got like an A star back when it was A's and B's rather than one, two, threes or whatever it is now, mm-hmm. um, and, and just found it incredibly easy, I had to battle to get a B, in, in maths absolutely battle um and and found it incredibly difficult 
I last I heard of him, the guy was a drug addict and, and struggling in life. And I think that sometimes comes from not being challenged. So, you know, sometimes looking at other people and seeing them having an easy life, um, that isn't necessarily always what you want. You know, it's it's good to be challenged and it's good to feel some of the thoughts that we've been we've been discussing about um you know not not feeling confident and all that kind of stuff because then you can break through them and and actually have the um feel the the strength that, that, that comes with overcoming obstacles um if you don't work hard for anything you know what what's what's the worth this is this is going to sound really weird when i say this um but this is the god's honest truth yeah you only have that conversation with people like oh if you won the lottery what would you do um in my I, I i play along with the game oh yeah you know i do this and the other but in my head i'm thinking i don't want to win the lottery i don't want to win the lottery either i want i, I don't, really I don't, don't want to win the lottery money i want to be no. successful i want to be successful and i want to be the reason for that i don't want that's the reason it. that i'm successful no and then you know to, that, exactly and you know people will say to will say about you yeah he earned that he deserved that you win the lottery and it's like you you don't deserve it or can you yeah. imagine all the people around you they they would change they would change whereas if they've seen you do it it's a completely different energy and yeah. that's why it's proven isn't it people who win it they're not happy do you know that's the first um, time i've ever actually said out loud that, that I, I don't want to, I, mean, I don't want to win the lottery i've, I've been well, thinking this for years and years and years I don't, I, know, I don't do the lottery, so it'd be very difficult for me to win the lottery. But, <laughs> you don't buy many tickets, anyone. Yeah, he doesn't want to win. But I, I, I remember, it wasn't, it wasn't that long ago, I think it was like my, my 30th birthday actually was like quite long ago now. Um, yeah. But somebody bought me a lottery ticket, like put it in my, in my card. And it's, it's honest to God, my first thought was, hope you don't win. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I'm obsessed with the fact that I want to be, I, I, even if, like, yeah, okay, I could win. 10 million pound on lottery great um and i may never see 10 million uh, uh, pounds in my bank account in the business that i choose to to build but i will get something greater than that by doing that i'll still have hopefully a very good life because uh, you know financially i'll be secure but whilst building that business i might have brought about really improved change in my in my industry I could have inspired lots of people that are going to work within my business to be really amazing versions of themselves. All this stuff that even now I'm thinking in my head, people are listening to this going, what a soppy git. I can't believe he's saying all this stuff. But I don't really care because it's genuinely how I feel. I, I don't think that I really, really don't think they are. I'd be shocked if they are because those are such fantastic values to have because everything else flows from that. And I think the more aligned you feel with those values the better and expressing them is really important I mean like because because I had I mean talking about looking up to people and who you surround yourself with so when I was sort of out of work and at home and in a carer role I had to be so careful about what I looked at I couldn't look at my friends dads taking the kids to football practice it would it was too much you know I couldn't look at women my age smashing it in business because right now I just wanted to maximize myself as a mum and a, as a wife that that's what I needed to be at that time so I had to find inspiration there but now that my husband's a little bit better my son's back to school and I've, I've got some time now I know that I have potential that I want to live up to I know I have people who I can support I know I have something of value and I've got no, I'm not thinking about how successful I'm going to be in monetary terms. I have 
I, I, that's just, I know if I'm passionate and I put my energy and the timing's right and I'm, you know, putting, putting me out there, being me and going for something I believe in, I know that that kind of stuff is just a byproduct of what you're doing anyway. Mm. So... I was, gonna, I was going to ask you yeah. that actually. It was yeah. about, um, sorry to interrupt, Jenny, because I, I was no, to ask you this while you were saying it. Um, you, you mentioned that obviously the financial success is a byproduct, byproduct of being successful in, in other ways. Do you think mm. that there's a lot of people out there that aren't successful because they're, all they're thinking about is the byproduct and not actually the real core reasons why they're doing what, what they do? No, I think you can get very rich by thinking about money all the time. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But will you be happy when you get there? Not so sure. Mm-hmm. You know, like talking about back in school, I remember I had um, a friend called Mark and he was just determined to be rich. I'm sure he's absolutely minted now. I'm sure he's got <laughs> a beautiful, I'm sure because he just wanted to be rich, but I hope he's happy. You know? Yeah, I, I always think that I've got, um, I think I've, I might have said this uh, on another podcast episode, I can't remember, I've done so many of these things now, I completely yeah. forget what I've said and what I haven't, but there was, um, the same time I was doing my uh, exams to be a, a mortgage broker, there was another guy that used to drink in the local pub that I used to drink in in North London, um, his name was Sean, um, and he was quite a lot older than me, I was at the time, I was in my early 20s, and he was in his late 40s, early 50s, I think, um, and the reason I was doing it was because I didn't really know what else to do at that time. I'd kind of fallen into that job and, and, and that was what I was doing it for. I knew that there was probably some money that could be made, but I just thought I've got to get a job and I'll figure it out. He said, oh, I'm doing this because I want to be a millionaire. And I just remember kept asking the question, but why do you want to be a millionaire? What's the, what's the yeah. purpose? What's that going to bring you? And he, and he could never ask, answer the question. He said, I just want to be able to look at my bank account one day and see a million pounds in there. In my head, I was thinking, very few people, even if they are a millionaire, open up a bank account and see a million pounds in it. It's probably invested in various different things. But anyway, um, and, and he never achieved that. And in fact, he's had a few harebrained schemes from what I can tell um, mm. ever since then and never achieved them. He's now in, in his yeah. like early 60s, I think, and still hasn't achieved any of those things. And I think he was a bit ill recently as well. And um, I kind of, no, I don't want to say I, I pity, those, pity him, but I remember thinking to myself, I don't think you're going to be fulfilled in your life because you have this quite hollow dream that you can't even put your finger on the reason why you want that dream. And, and I think that if you're doing, if, if, if you, if you can't put your finger yeah. on it, then it, it just makes life incredibly difficult and you can't be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I think so. And the thing is most of us are rich now. If you look back sort of three generations mm-hmm. and what they had to compare to what we had now, yet happiness hasn't gone up. Mental health problems have gone up, you know, it's, yeah, definitely. But I mean, I'm not out here saying that you, you, it, you, money's important for certain choices, but you know, to, to have money as your goal, it's not mine. Yeah, I, 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 look at, I look at some of the most successful people out there. Like I said, I study a lot of these people. And if you read biographies, autobiographies, um, aspiration of wealth is, is, is you, you never find it. You never see it in there. You read Richard Branson's books. He never talks about wanting to be rich or aspiring to be rich. He always, he talks about the success of the companies and wanting them to do well and helping people. Um, Bill Gates, exactly the same. You know, he Bill Gates gives away like 90% of all of his earnings. Um, mm. I mean, if I earned that much, I'd probably give away 90% of my earnings <laughs> as well. But he, 95, he, yeah. Elon, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos, the, re, the 
to be quite honest, the reason that Amazon has done so well is just because this guy has like a really strange obsession with customer service um, and just making sure that who, what customers, no matter what he's serving them, get served as better, as good or, or better than any other company in the world. And that's how Amazon has become Amazon. And that's why he's the richest person in, in the world. So all these people, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, he's incredibly rich, but he wanted to create this incredible, you know, social platform for people to communicate on. Yeah. Money was a byproduct of it. So, you know, these, these people that do just aspire wealth for wealth's sake, uh, I've always seen it as, as a bit hollow and, and something that isn't tangible enough to yes. be able to enable you to yes. succeed, to be honest. And that's what I love about what you're saying about how you do your business. It's like, you're not in love with the business, you're in love with the clients. Mm-hmm. Like same for me in terms of Brave Bird, like, I have I don't want this to be about me I've never wanted it about to be about me it's about all these incredible brave birds out there with their story to tell to support other people or the support I can give them and my value is when someone comes to me and says thank you that was helpful or I really needed that right now or Mm. you know though that that's for me that's it that's you know and if people can make a small change in their life brilliant if they can make a massive change in the whole world today something brilliant it it it's it's just that I you know my heart is with them that's where it is it's funny, isn't it? Positivity is not, yeah. um, is very rarely sort of as a, something on a sliding scale. You read, it's, yes. either, it's either positive or isn't. So if that, if something that you do that's positive brings about a fleeting happiness in one other person or a million other people, you don't really think of that as a differentiator. It's just you've done something positive. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I love how you put that. You can use that. That's fine. Be <laughs> <laughs> on my memes tomorrow. Yeah, this is. I, I said to somebody the other day, this is why I, and, um, somebody was asking me about, about social media. Like, what, what, do, what do I say on social media? Like, I don't know what to put yeah. out there. And I'm like, just, just record stuff that you do, okay? Because you, mm-hmm. will, you will say, once a day, I guarantee you, you'll say something awesome. And you'll yes. wish that you remembered exactly how you said that awesome thing so that you can just write it down and put it on a post. And if you just did that, you're, you know, you could be in business selling cars or, or selling recorders mm-hmm. to schools. Mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever it might be. But your social media could just be about you being an incredibly positive person and putting incredible positive vibes into the atmosphere. And as a result of that, people might go, oh, what do you actually do for a living? Oh, I sell recorders to schools. Oh, amazing. Well, my local primary school is looking for an order of recorders. So you're the person that I'd like them to work with. And so just by doing that, I mean, I, you know, doing what I do, I, I try and put as much kind of knowledge out and value to people that are going to be able to take that from, from what I know. But mm-hmm. in between all of that, I try and just put out really loads of, you know, cool, positive vibes and, and, and things. And that's mm-hmm. actually where I think any success I've had online has come from. It's just the positivity and, and the sort of pushing saying, you know, this is how you do it and you can do it too. And, um, and I think that's, you know, that's, that's, that's the way to, to do it, in my opinion. I'm not wanting to start talking about marketing and social media. Um, but yeah, that's, I think positivity, I guess, again, goes come kind of full circle talking about the whole nice guy finish last thing uh, that I think is, is just becoming so old fashioned now um, and being that positive person. Yeah. And, and because positivity attracts positivity in other people and 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 that's what you're looking for at the end of the day if you are in in the world of business and trying to attract the right customer or client being positive means you're probably going to attract somebody that shares that positive vibe absolutely and then it's a feel good all around 
exactly. it's a winner for everyone exactly <laughs> yeah um sarah yeah. I, I couldn't let you go today without talking a bit more um about brave bear because um we haven't really discussed it very much um but take me just i, I know that we haven't got a ton of time left but um i'm keen to hear more about kind of what what you're doing with brave bird at the moment and where you're hoping it's going to go kind of the remainder of this year and then and then you know into the future as well oh thank you yeah i'll take that opportunity so <laughs> i st i launched end of february so i've only technically been running what's that for just over a month and a half yeah. but in my head i've been running for a while I've just been waiting for the right time. But yeah. the way, so the business is called Brave Bird and my goals for it, as I said, is an incredible community. Um, within that community, we have incredible people giving their stories and giving inspiration for bravery, like I said before, in the big sense or just everyday bravery. I think in our life, we need different inputs. Like some days, if I'm having a really bad day, I just want to have someone to tell me it's okay. And give me a cup of tea. 100%. Other days, those I rock star days. To that so yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> whereas other days, like I'm feeling like a rock star. I want someone, you know, to, to go, go get it, girl. So I don't, I, I hope it's accessible to everybody and wherever you're at, you can come in and find that space. On a practical level, we've got a clubhouse room, um, which I'm really excited about because in that clubhouse room, I've got two of my best mates. So it started off just being me. And then I was like, I can get a bit preachy at times. Who shall I invite? Welcome to the club. Who will not let me go on that? I'm a yoga teacher, my life's perfect vibe. Oh, it's my mate Lucy, who I've known since I was young, and it's my ex business partner. So, the three of us, so we have a space now. That's our first space where people can join and they can get to know us and they can get to know what they're about and they can have a lot of fun. So, that's my first practical meetup. I'm looking towards doing face-to-face -face meetups. I love meeting people face-to-face. -face. I've got a membership program. Now, this will make you laugh. I'm not actually sure what the members are gonna get. The members aren't actually sure what they're gonna get, but I've got, <laughs> I said, I had this plan. I said, I'm gonna have 100 members by the time I've been running for six months. And I've currently got 70 members and wow. I'm just listening and I'm working out. So that's come quite quickly, right? And I'm just, chatting to people and working out what I can offer that can support them in terms of membership but in within six months we'll know what the membership is right now I, I actually think I love that it's <laughs> the fact that you know I yeah. I can I can relate to this massively as somebody that started right. my business in June last year I yeah. started it completely the opposite to you but I've learned right. the same lesson I started it with the clearest of visions. I knew exactly right. what I was going to do. I knew exactly what was going to happen. I had it, I had it worked out on almost like a day-to-day -day basis what was going to happen and what, what improvements I was going to make. Like three months in, I was like, what the hell? Did I really think that was going to work? Um, and and I completely changed. You've got to listen to, and yes. I, take, I take feedback from my customers as the most important thing in the world. And I'm constantly asking them, and I asked a client, like a client the other day, he said to me, oh my God, like I've never come across a broker that's as good as you. And I'm not, I'm not using this as an opportunity to pick myself up, yeah. by the way. And um, they're just, you know, the service is great. And I was like, awesome. But is there anything that you would still change? Um, 
because yes, I'm just I'm fantastic. obsessed. I'm obsessed with just finding better ways of, of doing what Absolutely. we're doing. Absolutely. And so what you're and doing I'm, is perfect. And I'm not so pig-headed to think that I know what's right for everyone as well. Like it's a community, we're chatting. I've got ideas. Of course, I've got ideas like a bucket load. I have a different idea every day, but ultimately, you know, I'm making small steps and we're doing it together. The other part of my business, which I'm quite excited about, is I'm launching Brave Bird Knickers. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the issue with the knickers. I'm looking is... forward to the, the box of shorts coming out <laughs> at some point. They will come. You know, <laughs> they will come. I, I Brave guy pants. I'd there love to do that further down the road. But for now, it's for. They're stuck in, uh, the problem is my samples are stuck in customs. I don't know if anyone's tried to post anything recently. It's absolutely bloody nightmare. So, but as soon as I agree the samples, then they'll be for sale. And they are something, I want them to be something tangible. So you can buy them for yourself, you can buy them for a friend. And when that friend or you put them on, you feel brave. Mm -hmm. I, I know these pants are going to be powerful and I'm really excited about them. But yeah, within the next I, six months. I, think, I actually think that's, that's, that's really cool. And I can, again, I can relate to that because, you know, playing rugby as a kid and, and stuff mm. like that, I'd, I'd feel empowered when I had my lucky pants on or when exactly. when when I had... Your when, big girl pants. I, I, remember, mm. I remember saving up loads of money when I was a kid to buy, like, these incredible boots to wear. And mm. when I walked out onto the, the pitch in them, I felt like I was playing for England, you know, and, and I probably had a, re a better game, even if it was by 2% than, than, than I would normally have and done. And that's, that's all that I'd love, you know, I'd love to be driving along, knowing that someone, you know, 10 cars in front is wearing them to go to a meeting. Yeah. Or there's a mum who's knackered, who's got a baby who never sleeps, and she's like really struggling every day. And she's mm. like, do you know what? Today's going to be a bit better because I'm going to put on these pants and I can do it. So I love that. They, yeah, so I'm excited by those. Those are coming soon. Um, but as I said, other than that, I'm just... I'm it's just a movement, right? It's just, it's just I a, know, an empowerment yeah. movement, which is brilliant. Yeah, exactly. So thank you for asking. And yeah, let's see where it goes. I'm excited. I'm excited to, to, to watch this unfold. <laughs> um, but uh, Sarah, thank Thanks you so, so much. so much for coming on and having actually a wicked conversation with me. Like I've enjoyed this so much. Um, oh. For those people that have enjoyed this as much as I have and want to find out a bit more about you, maybe come on and, uh, and, and listen into the the clubhouse room buy a pair of pants when they're available and um, what's the best way of following you online and also you know maybe reaching out to you if they if they want to talk to you about anything in particular yeah of course well there's my instagram page brave bird club there's brave bird club on clubhouse or if you just type in sarah oakley or brave bird pants or brave bird onto the web you'll find me Amazing. so um i'd love yeah i'd love connecting with new people and this has been so fun for me thank you so much for having me on because oh, no. i just My knew pleasure. when you reached out to me that we were going to get on great it's going to be a lovely experience 100%. i love what you do and where you come from it's it's you know it's a real talk about pleasure to be around people it's been a real pleasure for me today so thank oh you no so much. the the feeling <laughs> Very, very 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 mutual now i did warn you about how i like to finish my my episodes before we even uh, started the episode so i'm hoping in the back of your mind you've been coming up with with an idea of what you might answer for this if you turn around and tell me you don't eat chocolate i'm going to be absolutely devastated um so um sarah what is your favorite chocolate and why i'm about to ruin the whole podcast i don't like chocolate no i'm not a big chocolate person what? i knew Every they so would often... come I knew this day would come. <laughs> so often, about four o'clock in the afternoon, I'll raid the kids' chocolates. 
just every but not for, we're talking once every few months or so i'm not a big chocolate person i like wide and crisps okay so that's so, so, you're, so you're more got more of a savory tooth than a sweet yeah tooth, yeah so i don't when you said chocolate bar i bet there's so many people going oh my gosh it's gone right off her now how could she not be thinking <laughs> bounty maltesers like dairy milk cat, all this stuff that sorry guys do you know what it's um it is weird because again you know what we were talking mm. earlier about kind of like not being yourself i i i've always known i've got like this really sweet tooth um yeah we moved to i'm originally from north london and, and me and my wife moved up to the west midlands to be closer to her family um okay about a year and a half ago and where we live incredibly is really close to the cadbury factory um in, in bourneville and so i kind of that kind of triggered in the back of my head and then i think during lockdown, uh, like the first lockdown, you kind of, because lots of things were negative, you kind of automatically moved towards the positive things in your life. And I just remember starting to eat loads of chocolate. And I then had this weird like, epiphany to myself. I was like, do you know what? I I'm, I'm okay to admit this. I think I am a bit of a chocoholic. I would eat chocolate every day. Um, I'd probably <laughs> eat it when I woke up in the morning. It would, and um, you know, I know the, it's, it's weird, isn't it? I, I, I think this is, really strange though how it's kind of deemed to be almost like a female thing like oh all women absolutely love chocolate actually us men bloody no. are, are, we are bloody addicted to chocolate as well I could tell you that and it's just it just came off the back of that and I remember one episode I just asked somebody what their favorite chocolate was just out of I can't remember why we were talking about it and then it became a running theme but I, I knew back then I knew back then Sarah that you'd come into my life and ruin everything can't believe it, <laughs> can't believe it. <laughs> So what's what's um, I, know, I know you mentioned I know you mentioned the savory. Is there any sweet treats? Are you like more of a do you like, like gummy bears or anything like that? We can have as an alternative. Oh, man. Okay, you just, you're just so healthy. No, it's not that I'm so healthy. It's just that I I don't really like it. Mm. See, I don't like ice cream again. No. Ice cream, so... ice cream is a great version of chocolate. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think sometimes if i had to pick something it would be a baked cheesecake oh, and yeah. they do a really nice one in a place just down the road from her here in mallorca where it's like the berries in it and it's quite hard on the oh, top yeah. put your spoon in it's yeah or, okay well, so i'll have that there, there you go, go. Baked cheesecake. there you well, go i have 10 of those my, in a row <laughs> my my, my mum the only pudding she can yeah. do is is a baked cheesecake and oh yeah it's really very very good oh your mum sounds awesome she yeah she she she's all right not not if she's trying to make a sponge uh, but but, uh, but yeah baked cheesecake all, all the way oh man I can't believe it like I'm 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 actually I'm in a little bit of shock that I finally found the person that's like chocolate I hope I don't go on a roll now and I I get I find a few more of you Sarah that mm, strange people maybe. out there that like chocolate maybe. but um, but there we go. <laughs> Sarah, honestly, when I say this is this has been a pleasure, it's been a genuine pleasure. I've really, really enjoyed um, having having the chat. I will make sure that all the links that you've just mentioned to me are in the show notes. If you will contact you, um, I'll certainly be um, jumping on the clubhouses um, to uh, to listen into the positive vibes um, that you guys give it out. Um, and hopefully, a lot of people listening to this will do too. So um, again, thanks very much for coming onto the podcast and uh, enjoy your horrible cold weather in Mallorca. <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> hasta luego <laughs> 
So there we have it, the end of another awesome Game of Loans podcast episode. But let me ask you a quick question. Did you enjoy the episode? If so, I would be so, so, so grateful if you could hop on your platform of choice and give me a five-star rating and even leave a little review. It just helps me get this podcast out to more and more people. And look, if you enjoyed it, maybe they, they will too. One other little favor is if you like not just listening, but viewing your content, head over to my YouTube channel. The link is in the show notes, but if you want to hop over there straight away, you can just search my name, Sam Norris, the Property Investors Broker, and you will find the channel. Hope to see you over there soon. Cheers.